Oh my goodness, what is up? Welcome back to another installment of Have You Heard, where we take a little deep dive and get to know the band members a little bit better. Today on have on this episode of Have You Heard, we have Roman of Ariel, a four-piece outfit here out of Austin, Texas. And man, this was this was an impressive episode. Like I learned so much about a person that I already kind of knew, but now I know him even better. And that's the whole point of these is to get to know the people behind the music, you know, the ones creating the things that you love. (laughs) So stick around. This one's good. We covered all types of topics from Roman's past to what brought him to Austin, Texas and how Ariel is doing and the upcoming stuff that they have shortly. So again, this is Have You Heard. If you like what you hear, give us a like, give us a subscribe, share, do the thing that you do on social media with buttons and memes. So (laughs) anyway, we could not do this without our amazing sponsors. Come and take it live and come and take it productions. If you want to hit them up, head over to comeandtakeitproductions.com. Drop them a line. Let them know that the podcast guys sent you. Uh, book a show. You can check out the calendar and all the events that they have coming up. And now that the vaccines are rolling off the shelves, or that's trucks, rolling off the trucks. Yeah, that's right. Rolling off the trucks, soon to be stocked in shelves. Well, they're not going to be stocked in You know what? You get it. The vaccine's here. Get it. Get the first dose. Get the second dose. And then come party in the pit. Just come and take it live is back open. So, again, this is Have You Heard with Ariel, and I hope you enjoy. Hey, Roman, what's up, my man? Oh, what is going on, Ryan? It's good to hear from you, man. Yes, sir. I'm so happy that we're finally getting able to, uh, being able to do this and get the name out there because as the uh, series is titled, Have You Heard of Ariel? So, Have you heard? <laughs> <laughs> so today, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening. We're talking to Roman, the vocalist of Ariel here based out of Austin, Texas. They're a four-piece band. And they've got quite the history, and we've liked to we'd like to dig in a little bit. That way, you can get to know them personally a little bit better. And today, we're going to talk to Roman, as we stated. Uh, so, Roman, go ahead and uh, kick off the show. Give us a little details about yourself, uh, who all's in the band, and just a general overview, kind of like origin story of Ariel. And then we'll just kind of meander the rest of the show. <laughs> <laughs> right on, man. Yeah. So. I actually was in a band called Demon Bruin. Uh, I had joined them in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, just a lot of complications happened where it just it kind of went on permanent hiatus, you know. And so here I am. I'm like, man, I want to do metal. I want to do something serious. I want to do something that is really going to project me forward in my career and my passion. And I, uh, I moved down here to Austin, Texas. So. I found Ariel, and they were auditioning vocalists. Uh, it was a, a two-man group at the time with uh, Carlos Perez, guitar player, and Jeremy Gonzalez, the drummer. Uh, they auditioned me for vocals. I sent them a sample on a track, um, and they they just loved it. They were like, dude, let's meet up for a beer. I was like, cool. Like, let's freaking do it. Let's get yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. So, so we went to, I think we went to Shangri-La. In Austin, that's that's where it was, and we uh, we had some beers, and um, they chat me up about kind of their direction, the image, what they're trying to do, and um, I really loved it. The chemistry was really sitting well. Um, ironically enough, it was uh, Jeremy's birthday that day, so I always like to kid and say that I was the greatest gift he ever got, <laughs> and um, <laughs> so. So yeah, man, I joined the band. I um I started writing onto all the other tracks. They accepted me in and um a few a few months later we got Ken Liao, who 
was the fourth and final member of the band. Um, he's the bass player. He's been in a lot of Austin projects, man. He's a vet. He's been in Maven. Um, he's been in Courses of Ruin, or I think it's just Course of Ruin. And then also um, his Tool tribute band, Naked and Fearless, which I love. So um, that makes up the band today. And um, that was just kind of how it all happened. Carlos and Jeremy had been working about two years on the project before I joined in 2017. They, they, they were friends and they'd kind of grown up in Austin together. They were uh, both not at the same time, but they were both at the they were both a part of this uh, Austin metal band called Chinook. OK. Um, and then which later kind of uh, dispersed and the members of that, including Jeremy, had ended up becoming closed hand promise. And then um, Carlos and Jeremy kind of uh, started that aerial project, the early forms of aerial, if you will, at the, at the time in 2016, um, they started developing and creating content to what we're currently working on now. So basic overview is it was a side project born out of two members here locally and then you are actually a transplant from nashville yeah yeah that's, give that's, me, that's the idea give me a little rundown about your time in nashville because i'm i'm not a native texan i'm a transplant from north carolina but i've been here 10 10 plus years now i don't know what the actual criteria is to cross the threshold into uh texan i actually i i think the the legitimate thing is you have to be born here <laughs> so <laughs> uh, yeah man something like that i feel like that's like the case everywhere you move though you know as a transplant you start blending into this wall of people that have already existed in the area um for so long you know true. but um i i felt really open uh as far as like i felt really opened up to and welcomed into into the Austin metal community by so many people, man, the dirty dog family, everybody at come and take it. And just, you know, uh, independence brewery. We got a lot of opportunities. I met a lot of friends and it's just, um, I've never had truly felt a sense of community. Um, so much as I have here in Austin, I'm so happy I came, but to answer your question, um, I, I moved to actually, um, you know, I'm originally from Istanbul, Turkey. Wait, hold on. Um, Let's hit the pause button here. Seriously? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm from Istanbul. I was I was born in Istanbul. I came to America when I was eight. And uh, I lived most of my life in Florida. So I ended up going to Nashville, Tennessee, thinking that I could do music there. And um, well, it just didn't fit into the genre I was so passionate about. And that's that's the gist. That's a nutshell of how I ended up in Austin, Texas. Man, can, can we dig a little into the turkey bit? Because I'm I mean... Yeah, and for, and for, absolutely. For those yeah. for those listening, uh, Roman and I, we've met previously. We kind of, uh, in a roundabout way, know each other, um, but we're not like bro bros like you know some of the other people that I'm close to here. But that doesn't discount our our relationship at all. But that's why we do these. Have you heard series? Is we really want to drill down into the origin stories, and so you're basically a Turkish born immigrant that moved to Florida at the ripe age of eight, spent time there, grew up yeah. in Florida and then moved to Nashville in hopes of pursuing a music career. And then in your time there, you were like, well, I'm done here. And then off to Austin, Texas. Is that a roundabout? Yeah, dude, that's a, that's a solid nutshell. That's, that's, <laughs> about, how, that's about how I got here. <laughs> yeah. uh, may I, may I ask? And again, you don't have to answer this, but I mean, um, are you, dual citizen i mean was like your was one of the parents an american like how how were i guess walk me through the birth of, of roman in in turkey <laughs> yeah 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 i'll give you the nutshell so i mean i was um oddly enough my parents were interns my mother and my father were interns at nyc uh new york university new york city university and okay. nyu yeah and uh, i was actually conceived in new york of all places but my my mother wanted to go back to turkey have me in our her native country and my father agreed they went back i was born in istanbul and um it lasted about, about three years or four years i just didn't make it very far along into their marriage i suppose and um my mom wanted to come back to america you know she wanted to live the american dream she wanted to allow me to have an education here and just uh, a better life the economy in turkey 
at the time and even now really is uh, is very poor. It's not doing very well. I mean, so, yeah, you got Bashar al-Assad out there running the show like with a heavy hand. Yeah. So so my mom left. My mom left and she she started pursuing that and I stayed behind with my my father for a while in order for my mom to, you know, get all that accomplished. She was a single mother having to find a job, a home, a vehicle, um, all those things. So a true, so a true immigration story. Yeah. She came to pave the way. I would come soon after, um, at the age of eight, um, a few years later. And then, um, yeah, so I, I, I came and my mother was prepared for me and I, I started to, uh, go to school here and, and it was very different at the age of eight. It was very different, but, um, but yeah, that was more or less how that sort of took place. Me getting me getting here over from Turkey. Yeah. So you say that your mom paved the way. Um, so I'm assuming is she a uh, Turkish national? She is. Oh, and to answer your question, yes, I am dual uh, dual citizenship. So so is she. Um, you know, when I came here, uh, my mom already had an American citizenship. So. Um, I, I, at the age of eight, did have to do a few things as far as I can hardly remember it. But like I had to take like a small test and do some paperwork along with my mother being there for me and everything. And then and then, yeah, I got I got I got my citizenship pretty very early on. So right on, dude. That's see, see, this is this is why I love doing this. I can learn some really cool shit about people that <laughs> you would not normally know. Um because I, I mean, you know, America is is the is one of the largest melting pots. I mean, granted, with a population of three hundred thirty million, as compared to like, you know, China or Indonesia or you know, um, um, God, just lost it. Uh, <laughs> India, billions of people across yeah. the planet, and people come to America to chase a certain passion or a certain dream because that's the that's the image that is portrayed as America. Today, with the past administration, you could say that immigrants have got a, you know, a black eye. Um, it just depends on which side of the political fence you're sitting on, on how you view it. But as far as I'm concerned, I'm happy that you're here chasing your passion, brother, because without your passion, I couldn't have mine. So hats off to you, man. And I, I you know, give you, if, if you still talk to your mom, tell her, Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do, man. I do. I actually uh, talked to her this morning. I'll, I'll let her know you said so. I'll be like, Ryan from ATX Metal Podcast, he, he says thanks. <laughs> so, some, some, <laughs> some guy with a podcast said thanks for enduring whatever you had to go through to get me here. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Yeah, she had to endure some shit, so I, I thank her too. <laughs> man, I, whew, that's – wow, what a way to start the show off. We're only 10 minutes in. All right. Well, let's uh let's let's move on to your decision to move from Nashville and I guess the not the fallout but just how it all transpired like you went from Florida to Nashville to chase a career. Now, was that career always metal or was it something different and then it evolved and then how did it make your decision to go from Nashville and then why Austin? Why not, you know, LA or New York or somewhere like that? Okay. Yeah. So I was, uh, I was living in Florida. Like I mentioned, when I first moved here, I, I more or less went to college in and around Orlando and I met, not met, I moved there with, with one of my best friends and we were in an acoustic kind of a grunge Cedar esque, uh, Nirvana, you know, kind of an acoustic group and we were just doing shows uh you know like coffee shops and cafes and things like that i um i always wanted to be a part of a full band that was just kind of how i started how i got my start writing singing playing guitar and i always wanted to be in a full band and i started actually you know job searching while i was in college at the time and i wanted to do something that kind of aligned with you know, pushing me further along with my music. And I ended up finding a job at a Sam Ash uh, music, music center, the Sam Ash music center. So, okay. um, and real quick, what's, what time frame is this year wise? This was 2000 between 2013 and 2014. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm just in college. I'm looking, I'm looking for a job. I found it at Sam Ash and I would meet, uh, I met a gentleman, Derek Carnally, um, 
he he he'd been in some metal bands and he saw me do you know um it was a it was an open mic night that they did at sam ash and he saw me do an open mic night and he's like dude you got a voice in a million brother I, I i don't i don't say that often i don't you know toot people's horns whatever like i really like you can we do something together and i was like wow i'm like uh sure so um, sign me up <laughs> yeah, yeah i was like okay cool i'm like then that's what i was looking for i was looking to make music with people and just kind of you know broaden my horizons if you will vocally and musically and um so he he ended up joining the acoustic thing that i had going on with my best friend at the time and um that had kind of disbanded and then him and i had created demon of bruin which was my first metal band uh we had a lot of success we played local shows in orlando uh, we have two tracks up on like Apple, you know, music, Spotify, stuff like that. I was, and we, I was just about to ask if there's any of that remnants of audio anywhere. There, there is, man. Yeah, it's 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 up on the platforms and stuff. It was really cool, actually. My first like opening into the metal world was actually we got produced and engineered by Eyal Levi of uh, Doth and Chimera. Fucking Eyal. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I got to I got to hang hang with Eyal at Audio Hammer in Sanford. Uh, just amazing guy. Okay. I mean, he 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 produced and engineered us, and um, you know, I got to work with Jason Sukoff in there, um, and it was it was really cool to 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 kind of like immediately be thrust into like some of the best of the best. I would argue to say in in the metal world as far as like production and engineering goes. I mean, that studio was just like it blew my mind it gave me the next level experience i was looking for and um you know i was just like man i'm i'm at that moment i kind of knew i was like i'm gonna pursue metal as, as, as long as it takes me I'm, I'm this is what i want that's so when you, that's when you hear um, like all the angels singing and the sky opens up and you're like i know the path <laughs> yeah man i mean to be in that place it was just something else it was like candy land for me dude it was like millions and millions of dollars have been put placed into that studio and it was just such a incredible experience and um and then yeah that really just thrust me forward um my my co-mate of uh you know uh demon bruin suggested that we move to nashville tennessee that there were a lot of venues there we could play in and such and um more studios that we could write in more people that we could meet and um you know uh florida was starting to get boring for me and um the scene for metal there was slowly starting to die on the north side and kind of increase on the south side where I had grown up in Florida and I, we didn't want to go back there. So we, we ended up going to Nashville and Tennessee and, um, you know, I spent a few years there and it just, um, it, it just, you know, we found a bass player and a drummer and we, we went for as long as we could and due to some of due to some health issues of, members of the band and members of the families of the band that kind of put us into that permanent hiatus i mentioned uh the band ended and okay. I, I i was forced to figure out what i would do if i were to continue metal i had been doing some ghost vocals and some work for some clients in austin um and i ended up like moving out here in hopes of because I had heard from them about the metal scene in Austin. Um, I had known about the venues ahead of time. I had known about some of the bands ahead of time and then thought, you know, this is kind of like a, a cul-de-sac of metal, if you will, between San Antonio, Houston, Austin, Dallas. And I was like, I've, I've seen a lot of promising things come from this area. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to I'm going to go there. And I actually met side story. This might be interesting. Um, so I was really saddened. Um, um, okay. So there is a, there is a venue at, uh, in Nashville. It's called uh, music marathon. Um, okay. And it's, and it's, and it's where a lot of, um, it's where a lot of metal bands kind of, kind of go and play. I mean, I've seen lamb of God there. I've seen Ghost there, um, you know, so I've seen a lot of cool metal bands play there. And at the time, um, I didn't know about this band. Um, so I, I saw Power Trip play there. Oh, my God. OK, yeah, I, I didn't know about this band at the time. I mean, I'm very educated now, but I, I didn't know about this band at the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but, but but Power Trip played there. And, and you know, they're they're from Texas um, for, for those listening that, that don't know. I mean, they're one of our great Texas bands. Oh, and yeah. I met Riley. Power and Trip. I met Ro 
is is one of the staple bands from Texas, and I actually got an education myself whenever the vocalist passed away this this year, sadly. And yeah. one of our correspondents, uh, his name is Diego Rivera. He actually did a fucking thorough write up on on Riley, um, the vocalist, and Power Trip as a band because. He kind of like you, how you had just, you know, they came through and, and you saw them and were like, whoa, like Power Trip is, man, we'll probably end up doing some feature of Power Trip down the road just because they're so influential with, with Texas metal, um, just like Pantera and, and, and a handful of other bands that, because Texas has its, it's like Texas, Florida, you know, New York and California T- to me. Those are the four states that really help make the metal community sound the way that it does. Because you have, you know, Texas, like, Texas just has its own fucking sound. And to and to the tune yeah. of Florida and Cali and New York, like, you know, the hardcore, the thrash, the this, the that. But, yeah, I'm sorry to interrupt, man. I just, I really want people to understand, like, how important Power Trip is. It is. It is. Power Trip is very, very important to Texas. I mean, they, they, you know, at the time, I think they were like on their big come up, you know, when I, when I yeah. saw them, they, they had just started touring with Lamb of God. Um, so they were playing at Music Marathon. I can't remember the, I can't remember now. I think it was in 2014, but I, I can't remember what month it was. It's probably towards the end of the year, but um, yeah, I met Riley Gale there at the, at the, um, at the, at his merch booth and, and, you know, I, I bought a shirt and I told him I really loved the set. I didn't know he was from Texas. He told me that he was, and, you know, I told him that I had thought about moving there. And when he asked me, you know, well, what for, um, you know, I said, I want to do metal. And he's like, dude, he's like, fucking do it, man. Do it. <laughs> do it. he just told me he's like just do it man it was just like the shia labeouf he's like just do it just, just do, do it, it. He, he got all up in my face man he's like just do it i'm like okay i was like i'm gonna do it he's like he's like do it and i was like okay and that was uh that was my first time meeting him um you know i'm really sad this year when i heard that he he passed away i mean i didn't know him very well but oh and real he, quick he, he, I, he I inspired me a lot so i don't mean to interrupt uh for those listening if you want you can go to atxmetalpodcast.com and click on the blog tab and we still that is the number one blog that we have right up there it says saying goodbye to riley gale a texas metal hero uh it's a it is a phenomenal write-up from a first first person point of view from diego rivera i was shocked at how well he wrote this man and it's 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 really inspiring to see how musicians can influence other musicians like yourself and then fans such as like diego and everybody else that followed them but again atxmetalpodcast.com click on the blog tab and it'll be there right in front of your face uh but go ahead roman i'm sorry um yeah that was it man i mean he just you know told me to do it and um you know, I just, uh, he, he was one of the reasons, like he was one of the solidifying reasons. I was very unsure, but, you know, seeing him open for Lamb of God and tell me that he did so well coming out of Texas and that I should do it as well. I was like, wow, you know, here's a guy that is doing what I love and has made it and is doing very well for himself. And he's telling me to do it. He's telling me that it's great. Like, you how know, can I not believe it? He, how can I not believe in him? He was just vibrating with energy, man. And I was like, I want to, I want to do it. I want to move. I want to move there. And, and then I did. So, <laughs> and, I, and I think, I think that, and I think that just speaks volumes about people in the, not just the music community, but the metal music scene and for him to really not know who you are and just on a, on, on a conversation, tell you to chase your dream. Like, I think that's really rad. Whereas some people will be like, you know, it's going to take this and it's going to do that. And you got to, you know, and they kind of give you all of the cons and instead of just saying, that's what you want to do. Okay. Fucking do it. Like, don't, don't turn around, just run, run towards your dream. And And I, and I love that. I dude, I have, I have interviewed and talked to so many people that have moved out of state to Austin, Texas, specifically just to, chase music because this is the live capital music of the world apparently 
Um, I can vouch that there is a ton of musical talent in this in this city. I mean, South by Southwest, ACL Fest, all of the festivals come here. We've got Houston, DFW, uh, San Antonio, San Marcos. I mean, it, like the RGV, Lubbock. I mean, just Texas as a whole. But the thing that I really like is that it is one of the most supportive communities I have ever been a part of. And I just, and I just stumbled into this as a, as a hobby. And now I'm, I'm, I'm invested. And that's why I really like doing these is because we get the backstory. We understand where people are coming from. And maybe someone listening to this will be like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm a chase my dream. Like right now I'm <laughs> speaking of chasing dreams. Uh, I left my, I left my job of eight years because my employer failed to for a lack of better words, support the, 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 God, it's it's hard to put this into words, but I wasn't receiving the support that I thought was warranted. I asked for the support. I did not get it. Turned in my resignation. I haven't looked back. I have zero plan. I haven't put in a resume. I haven't really mapped anything out. I'm kind of just winging it at 37 with a house and a wife and a kid and bills and loans and stuff. But you know what? Sometimes change is good. Change is, change is great. You know? So, yeah. so let's, uh, let's dig into your time, uh, moving, fr- you know, taking Riley's, uh, advice and you know, the hiatus, the permanent hiatus in Nashville. And you're like, my eyes are set on Austin. Let's, uh, let's get into how you became, uh, a part of Ariel and, you know, let's, uh, let's give a shout out to old Carlos and Jeremy for, uh, creating this monster. Yeah, man. So I, I moved here. It was 2016 and I didn't find them until like really 2017. Um, I had to, obviously when I moved here, I had to do a lot to kind of stabilize myself first before going off and searching for a metal band. You know, I had to, um, move my job here, which thankfully I, you know, was work from home. Um, you know, I was able to move my job here successfully. I was able to find a location to stay at. Can I, can I ask um, what said job is or at least what realm it's in? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a site manager for, for Apple. So I, I manage a site full of supervisors, team leaders, and advisors who do tech support, basically. Okay. And, um, and I, I do, I've been doing, I wasn't at the time when I, when I moved here, actually, I was just a lowly advisor. <laughs> so, he's, he's not just a pretty face with nice hair. He's also smart. Ladies, if you're it, looking, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's funny, funny thing. But, 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 man, just um, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I have no idea if you even have a girlfriend, so I apologize if you do. <laughs> oh man, she would love that. <laughs> All right, sorry, and I just, and I'm, uh, um, I'm going. I'm no, but, uh, but, but, basically, yeah, man, she, um, uh. She and I met recently, man. Who knows? Maybe maybe she'll leave me, and then and then maybe someone will hear this podcast, and then and then maybe who knows, man? You know who knows? I don't want to be um, the I don't want to be the reason of the breakup. Can we not? <laughs> I'm gonna tell her when I break up with her. It's Ryan's fault. Like it's Ryan's um, fault. So so no, but um, but yeah, man. I've I've been working from home for like five years. So when this whole pandemic started, and everybody was like, "Damn, working from home is so awesome," I was just like, "Okay, yeah." You're That's like, cool. bro, I've been um, doing this yeah. for a long time. Holler. Yeah. So, so, you know, but, um, but yeah, I, I worked this job for a while. And then once I got stable, I had an apartment, I was making a solid income. I got some of my debts and things taken care of. I said, you know what? Let's get back on this music train. This is why I came here. I'm going to start looking around. And sure enough, I saw a posting for Ariel looking for a vocalist. And, um, was it on Craigslist? They- no, it was actually on, um, they actually hit me up. It was on a band mix. Yeah, band mix. Back, back in the yeah. day when we first started doing the podcast and we were interviewing people, one of the routes for finding band members was Craigslist. And it's, Man, I've, it, I've had. It's kind of an inside joke, but at the same time, it, it's just something that is a fact. Like that was where you went to find band members, you know, but now, you know, with the power of social media and we're talking, you know, 2015, 2016, not saying that the technology wasn't there back in the day to find artists and other people of like-minded, you know, talents, but, you know, yeah, yeah. fast forward four year, three years, four years, you, you, you know, there's websites dedicated 
for people searching for vocalists and guitarists with six, seven, or eight strings and bassist with four or five or six, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I could, I could, it, it, I just always ask, like, when people came together, like, how they met and, and, and through what medium. Yeah, they 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 hit me up. It was um it was band mix, which is basically like Tinder for musicians. And, um, <laughs> Swipe left. You know, I mean, they were like they they sent me a message. They were like, "Hey, we saw your you know you're looking for a band, uh, metal, Texas. We saw your Demon Brewing tracks that you had on there. You sound pretty gnarly. You're a good looking dude. You want to try out?" And I was What's like, "What's up yeah. with that front man yeah. slot?" What's up with that from man slot? Basically, yeah. So I, I I can't remember what song it was now, but I think it was I think the first song I wrote I wrote for them was um what is now known as Transfigure, uh, which which is actually going to be coming out in our um four sessions that we just recently did with Noise Factory. So that was the first song. That, that I wrote for these guys. I sent them a sample and they just absolutely loved it. And like I said, we met for beers at Shangri-La and the chemistry was there. And we just, um, immediately we were like, let's, let's do this thing. And, and, and so we are, here we are. <laughs> so speaking of the noise factory, so let's just, let's give a quick rundown in case anybody just joined, um, which this isn't live. God, I, I lose where I'm at sometimes. It's just habit. <clears throat> but, so we got a immigrant from Florida, or I'm sorry, from Turkey that moved to Florida, then grew up and went to Nashville to chase his musical dreams. And then due to just life and a inspiring interaction with a Texas metal um, favorite, or, you know, I would even go as far as legend, said, chase your dream. You moved to Austin. Spent some time here, grounded yourself, did some big boy things, and you know, basically adulted your way through to the point where you're like, all right, now it's time to chase it. And we've met up with Carlos and Jeremy at Shangri-La, and that's where it all kind of started to really take shape. Yeah. Okay. Well, now we're here. So now that we're at this current, and this is what, 2018-ish? This was at the end of 2017, and then yeah, basically, I mean, we didn't we didn't get around to doing anything till 2018 anyway. I had to write on to a lot of their stuff. We had to meet a couple more times. Eventually, I would go to their practice space and do like a full in person thing. Um, you know, um, it's right. funny, funny, funny thing is like the the audition I did was in person, right? So I mentioned I recorded uh, what was what is now known as Transfigure, and I I sent it to them and they loved it, and we went met for beers. But um, they they did ask me, um, you know, like how much I edited the track or whatever, and I was like, oh, I'm like hardly at all. I'm like I don't like editing my vocals that much. I'm like it's just like very, 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 very light reverb, not enough that you could even tell there's any on there. I like keeping it natural making it fit with the track but mostly keeping it natural there's no effects there's nothing and they're like okay cool can we hear it and i was like like in person and like yeah and i was like well i mean we're sitting here drinking beers i'm like i don't know if this is the best uh spot but you know, <laughs> usually we're usually where i you, <laughs> you know just start like rrr, rrr, rrr. i'm just like right in the bar like the bar scene but no i i told him i was like usually how i do my warm-ups and like where, where i scream the most is in my car I'm like you guys want to go to the car with me the best place yeah, so let's go to the car, and they were like, "Okay, okay, sure." Hey, so they, random, so, hey, so random we, strangers, get in my car and let me hear. Yeah, and hear yeah. me yell. It was basically like I've got some candy moment, you know. Like you want, you want to see, you want to, you want to taste, you want, you want to taste it. Let's go to my car, and then you know, I, I went over <laughs> to the, <laughs> I took, I took the guys to my to my vehicle, uh, which was shitty at the time, and then we jumped in, and I put the track on the ox. Uh, Jeremy sat in the back, Carlos sat up in the front with me, and uh, I did the whole song right there in front of them, and they were just like, well, fuck, you're in the band. I'm like, cool. <laughs> so uh, Another was, another uh, form of the casting couch. Yeah, man, another form of the casting couch, my my car. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so, yeah, man, it was, uh, it was cool, and um, it was cool to do that for them, because, like, I mean, it's one thing to send a track, but, I mean, I understand the need to see someone perform, um, you know, and they didn't know whether they wanted to bring me back or not to the, to their space that they were, it was their private space. And then, um, you know, so then eventually I would start going to practices there. We'd start 
working on the rest of the songs i had to write all of them ken would later pretty soon after come into the picture and in november 2018 is when we uh, had our first show november 18 18 2000 november 18 2018 yeah that's when we yeah had our first yeah show. 10 11 18 18 11 18 18 that was the first show yeah and, I'm a, um, my, my mom my mom's a numbers a number numerology well she's not numerology she's just really good with numbers so anytime i see like numbers like you know uh you know just random stuff like 10 10 10 or 20 20 20 something like that it's so anyway enough of that nonsense so we get together in early 20 late 2017 late 2018 we finally have our first debut show on the 18th of november come and take it how was how was that as your debut show how did how did how did the how did you feel personally and how did the band feel and was there any like constructive criticism after the set yeah so it, it was our first show we were i believe third or fourth it was, i think no we were third we were third to go up the slot. opening band yeah it was it was a great slot um you know the the opening band who are now great friends of mine from um san angelo texas embrace the machine um were were the first to go up and i, I don't know if, if for anybody that knows of embrace the machine um but they're just this great band out of um you know san angelo and i just uh was in the crowd and i was watching him and just uh they're just uh first off they're really brutal for one uh, secondly the uh vocalist josh moore is just this just tank house of a, of a dude he's a he's a fitness instructor and he's just up there he's got like no socks on he's fucking going crazy screaming into the mic he's kicking stuff and i'm like dude i gotta follow that i'm like Holy shit. So, um i so, should have gone so, first yeah <laughs> so but, but, but they're awesome and then the second band played and then we went up and um I immediately just um you know this I got this experience that I didn't get with Demon Bruin. The the minute that the music started, there was just this drive of music behind me. And you know, you hear lots of musicians say it, uh, musicians and vocalists say it, but something else just took over, man. And I found my stage presence with this band. I found my my click, if you will, something that just clicked, something just turned on. I found my stage presence with this band. I found my persona in what I want to be as a front man and not just a vocalist with this band. I, I, I really truly believe that that first show went really amazing um, for us. It was a lot of hard work and practice to getting tight to getting there. And um, after us, our good friends, uh, Daryl King and the rest of the guys from the Ansible went on and then Saul with memories and broken glass uh, uh, went on after them. And they're all our great friends. Now I just did some, you know, video production with Saul at, uh, you know the noise factory and he had filmed our you know at least recent show september of last year with ginger and um you know he's done a lot of video stuff for us and i, and I love that dude and he's, he's helped so, us a lot Saul's a solid man solid man love he, that guy he is yeah yeah he's he's, he's he's just absolutely just uh one of one of my best friends in the metal community just just great guy all around really freaking talented i mean if you want to know uh, some if you want to know some disney fucking information oh, yeah. <laughs> that kid oh my god like grab a drink and sit down because he'll he'll tell you all about it <laughs> yeah there's some there's some easter eggs there's some there's some oh yeah there's some uh there's some star wars easter eggs in the oh, live yes. sessions that we filmed for for those that watch it so <laughs> well yeah let's let's get into but, uh, let's get into the um let's get into the noise factory sessions but but before we move on to that uh like you said you so you feel that your first show you 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 felt like I could only imagine what it's like when the lights get turned down, the music starts to intro, there's this swell of just nervousness, but also anticipation and excitement and like and and I tell everybody this cuz it's true, you know, before I press record to do something as simple as talking to someone which we do every day, but the fact that it's being recorded, I have this I have this mindset of okay, take a deep breath, think about it. This is the goal. Make sure it's good and go. Um, the is that was that the general sense of feeling for you? Yeah, I mean, like with Demon Brewing, man, we played in like 
like bars and stuff like that, you know, which um, some of them were big, but I, it was never like a full on like stage. Right. Like, come and take it. You know what I mean? Like, like for anyone who's been to come and take it, it's a whole production, man. They've got to stay. It's the real thing. Like touring bands go through there. We've played with like Ginger, the Browning, he is legend. And while she sleeps and like, it's a, it's a full on stage, man, meant for like a proper, you know, band. So, I mean, like, I mean, to play on a stage like that for my first time, honestly i you know i feel spoiled like it, it, it was <laughs> i could it was an i totally understand yeah it was an excellent top notch top shelf professional um experience and and i um you know i'll never forget like the lights like you said the, yeah they just dimmed the music turned on it just there was the swell of like the electronics coming from carlos's you know plugged in laptop from from the stuff that he does and just boom it all just hit me and um immediately like i said yeah something just clicked man i just at that moment i became somebody else and that that's the person i am on stage i guess that's my that's my person well that's <laughs> that that's that's man I, I love i love hearing stories like that because as a as a non-musician myself i can only imagine the amount of i mean you guys have a lot of pressure on you even 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 when performing at like dirty dog you know rest in peace we're just waiting on dirty dog 2.0 to reimagine itself here in downtown once all of the shit's over with but yeah. but i really i really enjoy you know come and take it live and come and take it productions being our our dedicated sponsors so that we can afford bands uh the opportunity to you know like hey you know they're they're here for you this is you know they come and take it live was not a thing it used to be grizzly hall and something before that and you know yeah yeah. Our home was Dirty Dog Bar, and that's really where Anthony Stevenson of Come and Take It Productions got his got his like his his ground legs. And then, you know, over the time frame of our relationship, you know, the opportunity came to buy Grizzly Hall and him and some investors did. And now it is what it is, and it's one of the premier spots to go to if you are any band really. I mean, some of the biggest names, like you mentioned, the Browning, Ginger. Uh, I mean, we've had Anthrax and Fit for a King. I mean, the list goes on of bands that have shared that stage with our locals. And, you know, for someone like yourself to come here and chase your passion and then you just to get that instant feeling after the first set, like it really, I think that just goes to show the, the type of community support that, that our musicians have here. Um, yeah, and I and I don't think a lot of people know unless they're like in the metal kind of like community or industry but like i mean yeah i mean dirty dog and come and take it they're like they're like the same people man they're like one family very much um you know anthony like you mentioned came out of there um you know there he's in the same band with rob the owner of dirty dog they're in critical assembly oh, you know critical rob. assembly huh. yeah man critical assembly i mean we've done so many shows with i don't them. know why we i did a limp biscuit voice but <laughs> 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 yeah, we share a band space with them. So I love those guys, man. I mean, they've done so much for me personally and for Ariel. I mean, they've given us so much opportunity um, to open for like these bands, like these bands I love. Some of them I've listened to since like I was like in high school. So like to be opening for them, I'm just like, wow. Okay. You're like, thanks. Didn't thanks for I, the shot. Didn't think I would really do all this, like chasing a dream, you know, from, from Florida to Nashville to here, like didn't, didn't really you know so it's just kind of a it, it is pretty surreal man it's, it's cool and i'm you know i'll never be done with it it's in my blood now you know well that's so. good that's good to hear man i think and same for me i don't i don't think that i'll ever hang this up i mean there will be a day that i'll just be like well you know i'm not going to do this as consistently as i do not saying i'm very consistent now but <laughs> but but i i will i will forever have this passion you know inside of me uh, whether i move to another state one day or not um, but anyway, I digress. Let's get on to what's been happening lately with Ariel. So you guys just did the Noise Factory live sessions, correct? Yeah, and that was, um, I would say, I would put that on par with Audio Hammer uh, in okay. Stanford. And, you know, with Eyal and everybody, like, that studio is equally just as amazing, man. Just, just I can't imagine how much money has gone into it. It's, it's absolutely gorgeous. It's 100% top shelf professional. And um, Eric Meyer, the owner of Noise Factory, um, you know, uh, in, invited us in. It was beautiful. And, um, you know, we had a great experience with him. Uh, Taylor Anderson of Titan Audio and Saul Castillo, uh, I mentioned from Memories uh, in Broken Glass. And, um, you know, he 
did all the video production and we just had a great great experience we did four songs we knocked them out and um those are those are coming out probably after soon after our release on the uh, 18th of december is when our is when our new single uh Botic tunnels is dropping and for those listening uh eric again eric minor meyer is the owner and operator of the noise factory recording studios in georgetown texas it is a full-on studio uh they are building something really great there he's got this shell of a building that looks like nothing from the outside but you get inside and it's just this amazing layout where they've got three or four two or three production rooms for like guitar lessons bass vocals production rooms editing rooms and then there he's even got like another like studio space upstairs for like youtube content and you know where i'm gonna you know where the podcast has a home as well uh to do interviews and and guitar playthroughs and stuff like that and you know it's you know he's really trying to create a one-stop shop there and we've been in we've been in concert with him for quite some time now um but what he is doing there his vision uh is is really is really neat and the fact that it is an all-encompassing one-stop shop once it will be finalized is amazing so it's like you know for for example a local band or even an out-of-state band could come down they could record their track they could have it basically mixed mastered and produced with video production with other content such as like interviews for a podcast and youtube stuff i mean it it's it's almost like this grab bag of things that individually are cool by themselves, but when put together, it's just the most bang for your buck. It's impressive. Um, yeah, it, so, it really is. And if, if and if you're a musician and you're listening to this and you're in a metal band or, or any kind of a genre of a band, I mean, it's uh, it's yeah, it's a hundred yeah. it's a hundred percent worth the finance. If you're looking to make a video, if you're looking to record, uh, you know, hit up the Noise Factory, uh, and yeah, you won't be disappointed. So yeah, and if you're looking, and 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 just because, so like the 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 tag team there is the Noise Factory Studios, Titan Audio Productions, which is Taylor Anderson by himself. He's a one man monster, and he is a part of the podcast team as well. You have Saul Castillo with Brig Schrader. And a couple other people every now and again, like Jose Escudero of Dead Mouth, and oh, he's gonna shoot me. What other band is it? The Mirage Theory, another band that highly recommend. Um, they do the video side of things. So if you're looking for a live session video, like he can do it. But also, those two gentlemen can help you out outside of the Noise Factory. So if you, you know, the one thing that I like that we do, uh, which uh, I was. Uh, I'm glad we're coming up to is we do this thing called does it stank where we give honest reviews of the music, whether we are the most homiest of homies or we just know each other via instant messenger or something. Um, If you have an echo chamber that you feel like you're in and you want to get some other opinions, you can shop it out to us and we'll kick it over to our audio guys, which includes Taylor and, and he'll tell you like, Hey man, you got some nasty shit here at 4k or you know, maybe you need to do this uh, uh, compression here. So, it, like, it's just another way to make sure that their that your music is the way that you want it to sound. And always getting different opinions is is I think is great. If you stay inside of an echo chamber, then you know your friend. Oh yeah, that sounds great. And then he turns his head and he's like, No, nah, that sucks. But I can't tell him to his face because he's my friend. Like, no, friends friends don't let friends put out shitty music. Like. <laughs> Yeah, and, and that's that's important, man. I'm so glad that you guys do that because I mean, you know, I mean, for for a while before we started working with like producers and engineers and stuff like that, like we kind of DIY'd some of our earlier songs, and it, it helps to get that feedback, man. You know, I'm, I, I'm not about this whole like everybody that plays gets a trophy, you know, like I, you know, like you got to oh, be sure. honest, you you got to let them know, like, hey, vocals are too low, or hey, man, like I can't hear the guitar solo here in this part at all, or you know, and it helps to get your friends to that to that next level to 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 have that honesty so that they can go back and remix it or rework it in the next single or whatever whatever it takes, man. That's it's part of the community that I love. There's a lot of healthy and nutritional constructive criticism that comes out um, of of a lot of the people here in the metal community that that help project you forward even further if you're willing to listen and really just be adamant about you know changing whatever whatever it is you know yeah because it's not like we're telling you what 
we personally think is 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 needed. It's just from over the years of doing this, it's like, hey, you know, when you use this plugin, you need to set this. It's just so, something that you may not have thought of or something like that. Um, but anyway, so yeah, if you want your if you want your stuff checked out, you know, hit up Taylor Anderson Titan Audio Productions. He's also in a band, Paula ATX, P A L A ATX, more of a laid back rock indie kind of progressive movement kind of thing. Um, but they still jam. Uh, him and Andy Ryan and the guys. Uh, but let's talk about let, let's round out the show with uh, Apothic Tunnels, the new single that's getting ready to come out, and Continual Flux. Yeah. So um, Aphotic Tunnels and Continual Flux, um, those are our two songs that will be out. Um, C- Continual Flux is already out, but Aphotic Tunnels will be dropping on 12, 18, 20. And um, we're excited for that one. You know, we got a lot of constructive criticism on Continual Flux. There was some, albeit I think it's a great song, there, there were some issues in the mix. My vocals were too low. There was a couple other issues. We're actually having that one remixed and re-released. Okay. But Aphotic Tunnels, we, we did a lot of work. We took a lot of the constructive feedback that was given to us. And I believe that this will probably, to date, the best sounding thing that I've put out personally. I don't All know right. about the guys in, in Ariel, but this is definitely going to be the best thing that I've put out um, mix wise. I'm, I'm very happy with it. Um, we worked with Yoke Skog. Uh, he is this just incredible Swedish uh, mix engineer slash producer. He's worked with After the Burial on their on their um, In Dreams album, 2010. He worked with them, and um, okay. you know he was just really gracious and helping and wanting to work with us we met him at nam um and uh you know he's he's been helping us a lot just taking us to that next level if you will so um i'm excited to drop it it's a it's it's a song that means a lot to us it's probably one of my favorite songs that i've written for ariel um aside from some of the newer songs i've written it's just uh there's there's just a really powerful message in it uh i'm a big guy when it comes to the music obviously like i gotta like what i'm hearing if i don't if i don't i just can't get into it you and i have talked about that ryan the music has to be there for for the rest of my interest to take place but uh, but I'm, i am the man i am the vocalist i do write the lyrics and um it's got a hit. Yeah, lyrically, it's got lyrically a hit. this one yeah lyrically this one means a lot to me so I'm, I'm excited to put it out i'm excited to get some feedback and um really just excited for just people to hear it man it'll be our second release and um from here we continue to you know, do more. We've got we've got a whole arsenal of tracks, and um, we'll actually be working with um, Chris Wiseman next, uh, the producer of Currents. Okay. Also, also the guitar player. So we're, we're currently working with him right now, and he's going to be he's going to be the one that puts out our next few tracks. So I'm really excited about that. Bro, Currents so Currents has a like permanent residency here at Come and Take It. Those dudes, every yeah. time they come here, slay. Just rip the stage apart. Stage presence on point. Music on point. Just crowd. They pull in a crowd. It's it's man. Like it's I and I enjoy. I've actually enjoyed watching their come up over the past three or four years as well. And them working with some of our local people like uh, Megan Choi of Megan Choi Photography. Uh, shout out to her. Um, but yeah, man, working working with him is going to be. I think that's going to be uh, a great move for you guys. Yeah, I think so too, man. I mean, Chris is a great guy, and his his mixing is is powerful. So I think it's the next thing that's going to really help us continue to move forward. And we've got um, we've got three songs that we're working on with him right now, and um, you know, excited to put those out uh, next year, uh, starting in January. We'll have another release more than likely towards the end of January, and. Um, that's, that's another thing you and I talked about, Ryan. It's just like, you know, there's like this, a lot of metal bands and a lot of bands in general are just doing this like bang for your buck sort of a thing. It's like a single every month versus an EP or an album. That's so it. that's the, that's the approach we're taking. And we're just so excited to just give people new music to listen to, get our, get our uh, discography, if you will, <laughs> um, populated <laughs> on, on, on the, the distribution platforms and stuff. And, um, Play some more shows, man. Hopefully shows start back up and we can we can start doing that too, man. Hopefully the world will heal and things will go back to normal. So Well, here's the good news. If you're listening to this right now, by the time this is edited and uploading, so basically as you're listening to this, you will be able to go to atxmetalpodcast.com and click on the Does It Stank tab where we will be featuring Ariel all month of December 
and we have aphotic tunnels before anybody else. And so the only way that you'll be able to listen to it is if you go to the website, hashtag shameless plug. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> hashtag shameless plug. Shame, you know, I love it. Shame. And thank you for doing plug. that, man. We appreciate you. No, man, you know, like I tell all the other people that I, that I talk to, you know, we are here to support the local music community. I mean, we're here to support any, any musician that, that has a passion, uh, in doing this. So if we can, throw up a couple paragraphs on our website with a, with a feature. Uh, that's just one more avenue of, of access for people to find you guys and to learn about you and, you know, interviews like this uh, in the series of have you heard. So I'm, I'm really excited to, to help you guys out. And I look forward to all of, all of the things to come uh, in, in the coming future. And now that, you know, vaccines are starting to get approved by Pfizer and Moderna, like I'm actually a part of the Moderna trial. Uh, I've had my two doses. I got fatigue, chills, and a migraine after my second dose. And I felt like I got punched oh, wow. in the arm, but the day after within 24 to 36 hours, I was completely fine. I haven't had any symptoms. I've yet to test positive for COVID in this entire span. I know that our numbers are in the in the millions now with over 275,000 people that have passed away from this, uh, which is just, it's so sad. So we really have to find things that make us happy and get our minds off of the COVID break. So once the vaccines roll out, I also know like with anybody, with anything else, there's going to be pushback from one side or the other and so on and so forth. But if you want to see live music again, you got to do what you got to do. And that's why I jumped into the research trial. It's like, well, someone's got to get tested. And if we get tested and we get the vaccine and the vaccine gets produced and everybody gets the vaccine, guess what? We can go see music again and get back yeah, to some form of normalcy. So, um, and that's what it's all about, man. Yeah. Just, just, just push the envelope as hard as you guys yeah. can and, and, and keep the music coming and we'll be here for you guys. Uh, before we get out of here, man, what, what's all the ats where people can find your music and merch and stuff like that? Yeah, um, on Instagram, we're Ariel. Ariel spelled with two A's, so A-A-E-R-I-A-L underscore band on Instagram. We've got our link tree in there, so it could probably could take you pretty much everywhere else. We're just Ariel, just simply Ariel on Facebook. So you guys can find us on there and on Instagram. Our link tree takes you to our website. Uh, which is www.arielband.com, um, you know, with the two A's, um, two A's, A's Ariel, right. with the, with the, with the two A's, the A Ariel, um, <laughs> you know, as, as Jeremy says, um, but, uh, but yeah, man. So, uh, you know, you can find all of our stuff there. Uh, we have Bandcamp, we have, uh, SoundCloud, pretty much everything. We have everything linked through there. Our YouTube channel or our live sessions will be uploaded. Um, you know, so I mean, I'm excited to put that stuff out. I'm excited to just get people to listen to it, get some feedback and just uh, keep going, man. So, well, there you have it. The dream, the, the, the American dream of chasing, chasing a passion all the way from Turkey to Florida to Nashville to here. And here we are uh, encroaching on 2021 and whatever is to follow. Uh, so Roman, man, I appreciate your time. I appreciate your passion. Uh, tell the other guys that uh, I look forward to meeting them as well. Oh, we also have a sit-down interview with myself and I believe Juan, correct? Or Carlos? Carlos, yeah. Juan. Who the fuck is Juan? Uh, yeah. Carlos. Same guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Let's not go there. So we got so we got me, Carlos, and Roman. We're going to sit down in a practice space, given that everything uh, goes well with a sit-down in person. That way we can get to know Carlos a little bit better, one of the founding members of Ariel and uh yeah he's just, the he's the he's the brainchild man there we so, go yeah so we gotta yeah. we gotta tap into that a little bit and, and get to know ariel a little bit better but again roman i greatly appreciate your time man this has been such a good time very informative and uh i i, I appreciate the the effort that you guys are putting out there thank you so much ryan and thank you for the interview i'll see you soon all right man i'll let you later